and welcome to the Truth and Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Rust, and I want to thank you for joining me today. I know your time is precious, and because it's an honor you would share it with me, I pray this episode packs a whole lot of value into it. On Truth and Grace, we tackle tough topics in three areas that I believe are so very important in our Christian culture, leadership, biblical literacy, and healthy church culture. And we do it by strengthening believers through God's word and pointing to his abundant grace. I don't sugarcoat it over here, but I do hope to wrestle with messy and grace. On today's episode, I want to talk about something I see as a point of concern within the church. And let me share real quick what prompted this topic for me. A friend of mine posted on social media that she wanted to rally some moms together to go to the Denver LGBT Pride Parade and give out mom hugs. And just to back it up, it was an idea she got from Jen Habmaker, who had done this in Austin. My friend loved the idea of taking those free mom hugs from Christians to our city and love on people who had been rejected by their own parents or authority figures. It was to go and show love. Now, full disclosure, when I initially saw her post and what Jen had done, I thought, I'm not so sure about this. I believe the Bible is clear that homosexuality is not God's design for sexuality, and I think some small part in me thought that by doing this, I accepted the lifestyle. But then I immediately felt a check in my spirit. I was reminded of passages in the Bible where Jesus went to the sinners. He went to those who were lost and hurting, and he loved them. The woman at the well, the tax collectors, and prostitutes. He went to their homes and the places they congregated. If Jesus would go to them, not accepting their sin, but loving them where they were, shouldn't I do the same? Shouldn't we? Christians have spent too much time in the walls of their churches, homes, and Christian bubbles, afraid to encounter those unlike them. And I saw this when my friend posted on social media that she wanted to gather some Christian mamas to go out and show love to those who chose to live a different lifestyle. And I was all about that. But I noticed in her comments that a Christian woman said she would be unfollowing my friend on social media for suggesting such a thing. And my heart hurt. Have we become so self-righteous that we can't love sinners? That we're only comfortable to show the warmth of God's love within the walls of church? And maybe a lot of this has to do with my initial thought associated with the Instagram post. If I show love, I'm accepting the sin. But you know what? Extending love to your neighbor doesn't mean you endorse their choices. It means that you see them as God does. Someone he died for. And that was birthed in love. And I know there may be a Christian listening right now who is struggling to accept, but let's take a look at what scripture says, starting with the woman at the well. I want to take a brief moment and just put on a pause on the Truth and Grace podcast to talk about something really important. I love this podcast and there's a few things I love more than encouraging and strengthening believers and the church. But creating a podcast, well, that takes a lot of time and resource. And as a full-time working mom, as you can imagine, my time is limited. But again, I love doing this. But creating the content, recording, editing, and posting, again, that takes a lot of time. And it's 
you know, people like you, listeners like you that keep this podcast going. And one way that you can significantly help this podcast grow and to keep going is to become a Patreon supporter. If you become a member and give monthly, there are different tiers starting at $5 and each tier gets you amazing benefits and rewards for your giving, such as free books, small group study kits, and so forth. But really, when you give, you help this podcast grow. You're giving to Truth and Grace Ministry so that I can continue putting up resources that strengthen and encourage believers and building the church. And so I would just be so honored and grateful and humbled if you would consider giving a monthly gift, again, as little as $5 a month to help sustain this podcast. And so you can do that by going to www.patreon.com slash Brittany Russ. And again, you'll be able to find out more information and see what the tiers and rewards are. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. And I hope that you've considered supporting the ministry. In John 4, Jesus is traveling through Samaria and he stops by a well. A Samaritan woman comes to draw water and Jesus asks for a drink. Her first response is, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Now the reason the woman was thrown off guard is because Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Furthermore, men did not speak to women in public and even further, she was an adulterer. There were many cultural reasons for Jesus to not speak with this woman, and yet he broke through them all to meet her where she was. Yet through this encounter, the woman came to believe Jesus, and she then went and immediately told the people in her village. From there, many came to accept Christ as Lord. Let's read verses 39 through 42 for the full scope. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. What if Jesus had refrained from going to the well because she was a Samaritan or a woman or an adulterer or for all of these reasons? What if he didn't stay with that town for two days because they were Samaritans? If he had said, well, she's not like me, they're not like me, and if I go to her, if I go to them, I'm mixing with their lifestyle. If he had said that, her and so many other people would not have been saved that day. But this is just one of many instances when Jesus pushed aside the notions that Christians shouldn't associate with those on the fringe, those outlying, the outsiders, the outcasts. In Luke 19, Jesus calls Zacchaeus a tax collector. He calls Zacchaeus to him and essentially invites himself over to the man's house. He is then admonished by people for going to the house of a notorious sinner. That's what the Bible says, a notorious sinner. And he's criticized for this in Luke 15. It says, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. Jesus didn't shy away 
from eating with those unlike them, with associating with them. In fact, he was often criticized by the Pharisees and religious leaders for doing such things. That's how important this was to Christ. He wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to shy away from these opportunities to love people and ultimately invite them into relationship with him just because society said that they should be dismissed by so-called Christians. They should be dismissed by those who follow the religious law. Jesus didn't see it that way. And if that isn't enough, he died for them as he died for you. He died for all sinners, and we are all sinners. Romans 5, 8 says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Jesus loves those unlike you just as much as he loves you. Romans 2.11 says, For God does not show favoritism. So, I mean, I just have to say this. But being a Christian doesn't mean you are loved by God any more than those who don't follow him. And to think that we are in these two separate categories that can't coexist is wrong. And it's sad. You were once separated from God. Do you remember that? Do you remember that separation of what that felt like to be not in relationship with Christ? You were once separated from him, but aren't you so thankful that he loved you then, that he saw purpose and value for your life and rescued you? He has that same love and desire for everyone, and we are all the work of his hands. We are all created in his image. Now, Jesus, when he was asked in Mark 12 what the most important command is, he said to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. This very call is our most important to live out. But your neighbor isn't just your brother or your sister in Christ. And it's not just the person next door or those in your church. According to Luke 10, which is about the Good Samaritan, and if you haven't read that, a man was beaten and left on the road. And um, a priest went by, a Levite went by, and they ignored the man. But a Samaritan, and remember what the Bible has said about Samaritans, how um, they were considered outcasts. It was a Samaritan who stopped and helped this man and got him back on his feet. Now, in that story, um, he uses that story, in fact, Jesus does in Luke 10, to um, talk about, um, so he, he he's saying your neighbor is essentially a person in need. It's a person unlike you. And so it's everyone. That's the Muslim, Muslim family down the street who you may not, you may wonder, how am I going to connect with this person? We share such different beliefs. But God has called you to go love them. It's, you know, the homosexual co-worker in the next cubicle, the homeless man on the street corner. We are all neighbors and we are called to love each other. This is compassion. And by its very definition, it's, you know, compassion is getting in the middle of other people's messes and heartaches and pain. It's uncomfortable and it's inconvenient and it's usually hard. But this is what a believer is called to. But let me also point out a few things that this is not. Because some of you might be saying, as I mentioned before, that to love someone or to go where the sinners are is to endorse or support that way of living. 
But this just is not the case. Not once when Jesus went to the sinners did he accept their lifestyle or choices. He didn't get drunk with the drunkards or tell them to keep living life as usual. He still called out their sin. So I just want to make clear that you can love people without endorsing that choice or lifestyle that isn't biblical. You can still love them. Interestingly enough, it also doesn't mean we overlook the sin, particularly in the life of someone who does say they are a Christian. So I'm turning the tables a little bit here, but I just felt like it needed to be addressed because what I don't want you to walk away with is this idea that loving people means you gloss over the sin or brush things under the rug because that's not what love does. In fact, love confronts, right? If you love someone, then in love, because you care for them, you want what's best for them. But ultimately, we don't neglect sin in someone's life in the name of love or because they simply label themselves a Christian. Jesus said in 1 Corinthians 5, 11, but now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy or an idolater or slanderer, a drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. And you could take that list as to mean someone who's in sin in general, whatever that might look like. But the point is, is that love does and love goes and love responds and love covers offense and love is all things and but in the same sense love doesn't mean that we just glossed over or we hide things or we don't confront things love in particular when it comes to and let me break it down this way if it's someone who doesn't know Jesus your love can be an extension of God that just totally transforms their life. It was Christ's love. It was the love that Jesus showed the sinners that brought them into relationship with him, that compelled them to know him. It was that love that was the um, conduit for that experience of transformation in their life. But also love, it, when it comes to a believer, what we don't want is for love to cover over an offense. That we don't, what we do when it comes to forgiveness and so forth. But what we don't want is for love to sort of brush things under the rug or to um, say that I, I see your sin and you know what, that's okay. We're just going to keep doing life as usual. No, like love will confront that. And so if it's a believer or at least someone who says that they're a Christian and they're, you know, not teaching the right gospel, which is pretty common in our culture today. You take one look at social media and there are so many people waving the banner of Christ and yet preaching a gospel that is not in the Bible like that should be called out and yet too often we're too afraid to offend anyone right and so we just don't say anything and we accept you know what that is and in reality like Christ is saying no like if it's under the banner of Christianity and they're waving that but there's sin or there's something that's not biblical like you need to separate yourself from that. Don't associate yourself with that. And so um, I just, I share that to, to clarify what love is and isn't because that can be so misconstrued, right? Now you can love people without accepting the sin and you should love others, even those most unlike you. Now, I know that I've been a bit tough on believers out there. I'm, I'm not very good at sugarcoating, okay? But I share only what I've wrestled with in my own life. I firmly believe Jesus' heart is for us, the church, the body of Christ, to love well, especially those not within the fold. So let me ask you today, 
How well are you loving those unlike you? And I want you to think about that today and I want you to take that with you. How well are you loving those most unlike you? Those from different cultures, different religions. You might feel like you don't have common ground, but you'd be surprised. Or the, those who um, are in sexual sin or you don't agree with their lifestyle. And that could be someone who's living with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm not, this just covers a whole variety of sexual sin and adulterer. Someone that um, is struggling in that area, how well are you loving them? Um, you know, the um, homeless person, sometimes we tend to shy away from surrounding ourselves or being with those in the trenches who um, are in poverty because, um, let's be honest, like it's, it's hard, right? That's hard um, to put ourselves in that situation. But like, how well are you loving those unlike you? And I want you to answer that honestly today. And so, um, yeah, take that with you. And I pray that that challenges you to love others um, well, to, to push yourself, to step outside of your comfort zone, and just to think about how you're treating others around you. Let's treat each other with respect and decency. And um, yeah, and in that love, point people to Christ. And again, love doesn't cover um, the sin. It doesn't, you know, um, hide things. It brings things into the light. But love um, should be our natural reaction towards those most unlike us, especially those who aren't following Christ, because our love can point them and should point them to our Savior. All right, friends, that's a wrap. Thank you for joining me today. If this podcast is something that is ministering to you or you think others might find interesting, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. A review helps this podcast grow, which helps to get the word out to people who might need to hear about some of these topics. You can also become a regular contributor to the show and to Truth and Grace Ministries through Patreon. And you can find a link to that page in the show notes. Tune in again next month as we tackle tough topics in truth and grace. In the meantime, you can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at www.brittanyrest.com. I'll see you next time.